There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Rule the Roost. I have been promoted to, well, temporary host, um, so this could just be an hour and a half of me talking. Um, we shall, instead of doing that, let's introduce, <coughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to real name you, actually. You're not going to get who, who are you, first of all? <laughs> <laughs> Start again. Start again. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take I'm on bridge with the uh, phrase promoted as well at some point. No, I've definitely been promoted. No, I, I've, I've been given new responsibilities. You've been trusted. It's like letting a child cross the road by the street for them to... <laughs> He's gone full pardue already, right? It's not fair because we, we, we said, all right, you, you host it. And then I thought, all right, well, I'll just do what Jack does every week. And, um, and Jack says his own name. You, yeah, but then, you, yeah, but then you, you threw me by saying that I wasn't allowed to do anything that Jack does. But I had to create my own thing. Why, why would you want to do of, an I, impression of Jack? No, well, exactly. I, no, not just. I wasn't going to do an impression of Jack. I was just going to sort of follow his lead and, you know, tick the boxes that he does. You know, introduce himself, introduce me and you, and then cries you know, a bit. Ha- have the meltdown. Yeah, and then I was going to do that. And you've, and then you've had a meltdown now, but like inadvertently. I haven't. I- Shut up, Raj. I haven't introduced <laughs> you yet. <laughs> Those are the rules Jack- that you enforce on me. This has started amazingly. I'm going right. to be honest. Jack Hussey, how are you today? Who's that? No, no, I'm real naming you. <laughs> Oh, this, uh, is, this is an intervention. <laughs> uh, oh Christ! Um, this is what it's come to, isn't it? This yeah, is what yeah. people are going to think that it's I've been it's been snatched away from me. It hasn't. All right, they haven't taken this from me, everyone. It's I've, I've, I've real. Yeah, I've volunteered this. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm good, thanks, Sebastian. You still haven't introduced yourself. But, you know. I thought no, 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 no. I'm going to do I'm going to do myself last. I uh, thought that would that'd be oh. quite a little little twist on our. Usual format, maybe. My works. It's very, very, uh, you know, good quality in a menage a trois. That that said, to do yourself last, but thanks very much, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, yeah, Raj Bates, how are you? I'm disturbed. All right, tell us why. And listening to you two speak about menage a trois and things is, you know, not really how I wanted to spend my evening. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. I, I well. <laughs> Let's start with the Leicester Cup tie, boys. Who are you? Um, no, I'm not going to do it. They know who I am. This is my my uh, Al Collins from the um, OJ Simpson um, car chase moment. Oh, what? You know you am, s- straight on with the cultural references on point as well. No, mate, you've unleashed a monster. I thought I'd, you know, I'd, I'd really embrace <laughs> this role, bring something to it. OJ Simpson. That's what Seb says in the bedroom. You've unleashed the monster. <laughs> 
Now brace yourself. <laughs> um, Leicester away. Thoughts, Jack? Go. That's not a question. Yes, it is. It's just a very. It's a bullet pointed question. If I ask that question to you, you'd uh, complain. Is this- are you going to ask well, us five, five can, things can, we uh, learnt from Leicester? No, no, I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to set some, um, uh, yeah, some rules. Uh, ultimately, like when when questions are asked to me, I don't, I don't, I don't shoot across like you've just done there, Raj. I'm trying, trying to call. help you. You're not trying to help. You're a hindrance. Was <laughs> oh. that listening to Neil Ashton do the Sunday supplement? Were you? Oh, oh that's low blow, <laughs> low blow there, babe. Fuck low off. blow. Wow, wow. Um, Leicester, I, yeah. I just thought it was nice to. You know, put them back in their box, really. Is there a problematic connotation to that expression? I don't know, probably. Apologies if so. But yeah, I think considering kind of, you know, the way they mugged us off at the lane the other day, yeah, it was nice to just kind of... Because you could sense, you could sense was that kind of almost, I don't know, I, I want to say unfounded optimism, but their season's been so good, it's probably harsh to call it unfounded. But still, they, they, they've kind of gotten a bit Southampton them and their fans, a bit hashtag Saints FC, and you could see it with their silly fucking clapper banner things that they have in the stadium, where they sit there and just, I don't know, you could tell they just showed up expecting to like, because like they're suddenly the bigger team now, and I, I just like the fact it was a comprehensive display, it was, you know what, alright, we're going to take this one seriously now, and put you in your place, and it's, obviously it's grand to be, and it's grand. But it is, it's good to be in the next round of the Cup as well, because I'd, I'd love to win the FA Cup. Yeah, you know, it's funny that thing about Leicester, because you, um, you get to a point when there's a good news story in, a, in a, like a, a season, when there's like a, well, there is like a Southampton, I suppose, a really good example, but a Leicester, there's a point, there's a tipping point which gets reached, at which you stop feeling the goodwill, mm. and you just think, yeah, you can fuck off now. Well, it's, um, it's I when... don't feel terrible for saying that, but it's... Um, no, I, I, I think for me it's... It's when the fans stop kind of like hoping and start expecting a bit, you know. I think that's that's when it starts to get a bit galling, especially when they're kind of, you know, I don't know. Just it's 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 hard to quantify. I'm probably straw manning a bit as per usual. No, I, but I, I I definitely I definitely felt this because I um I went to the the league game and um obviously uh it all petered out towards the end and so quite a few fans were leaving, and as our fans were leaving, they started chanting, "Is there a fire alarm?" And I just thought. Yeah, that's fine, but boys, you ain't been in the league two seasons. Just, just calm yeah, down. Let, let, let's let's see how this plays out next year as well, lads. You know, I was being pretty small about it, and I fully admit that. But um, yeah, it was my kind of that was my big club moment. I, that was that was kind of I fleetingly felt like a Chelsea fan, I guess. Then I suppose. Did you start hurling racist abuse at them? Or? No, I didn't go full Chelsea, <laughs> but I um, I felt pretty dirty. Uh, Raj, what do you make of that game? The FA Cup one. Actually, let's let's talk let's let's talk about Hongman's son's goal. Lovely. Oh, Raj. Oh, you asking me about it? To speak. Yeah, I used your name and everything. Yeah, but then you change your mind. Um, yeah. It was, uh, no, no, I was, just, I was just adding a second layer to the question. Yeah. Different presentation, <laughs> different hosting style. <laughs> I don't like this strange dictatorship <laughs> being told what to do. With your... This is kind of like walking across a high wire. This is terrifying. Mm. Anyway, Raj. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you found respect for Jack. So don't, yeah, don't. Um, no, it was a good goal. Uh, he hit it really well, and no, it was a nice move that built up to it. I like that this is to- this is actually thrown you, hasn't it, Raj? Oh, from one geriatric to the other, you're like, hang on. It's like witnessing a man break down live on. 
I feel like I've been drinking. Crazy. Are you going to go full full network at the end? <laughs> Seb, right? I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm know. intruding. I should just let you two bumble your way through it. Raj, answer the question. I did. It was a good goal. I'm disgruntled as hell. Yeah, but you know, add some colour to it. Like, you know, let's. Uh, well, okay, I'll, I'll put this to you. Was that home, <laughs> I put was, it was to you. Sounds... We're not in car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since he got back from injury, he's been a bit. Son's been a little bit up and down. Yeah. Um, was that his best performance since coming back? Pretty much, yeah. He, he led the line really well with uh, Hurricane. Didn't play, did he? he was on the bench. Um, so right. it was. Um, it was good. It's nice to see that uh, we've got a we've got an alternative to uh, to Kane up front, and um, he's applied himself well. He earned his start in the game after against Crystal Palace, and he's he's just really busy and sort of. Um, it's nice to see that. Even though it's it has taken him a bit of time to settle and he is still finding his feet a little bit because he's so young and it is a new league and and all those usual caveats that we you know we used to say about Lamella um, that he's actually producing and that sort of I think maybe because fans have seen what has happened to Lamella over the course of a couple of years they've offered him a bit more rope than maybe they would have done otherwise and yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's obviously come out in a positive because he's he's performing well here and there and we we can we can only be happy with that really um that game we also um Eric Dar obviously dropped back into um central defense and partnered Kevin Wimmer and that's become quite relevant today obviously guys because um Jan Vertonghen oh, heartbreak um, yeah this is the thing is that like po- I feel like I'm in a meeting you're a meeting. Yeah, that's become quite relevant today, hasn't it, guys? It almost feels like I should right, be sat yeah, around a, nothing, a board table. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with a bit of formality. Just don't resist it, right? I just don't like relax. it. It's really weird. No, no just, just adjust. It's, it's, a, it's a learning curve for all of us, okay. especially me. <laughs> all right, so... Um, I think the objective of keeping this fresh, though, is it's working, you know? All right, it's... Uh, got to, I've, I've I'm, not, I'm not wholly convinced this is working, but we'll, we'll carry on. Let's see, I see, love it. See, see where it goes. I like the fact that it took so, us like 120 episodes to find a format that worked, and now we've decided to <laughs> fuck it off. <laughs> um, Kevin Wimmer obviously started against Leicester, and because of a, a Jan Vertonghen's injury, which we think... Is, it's a bit speculative at the moment, because it's just people on Twitter... Twitter doctors. Twitter doctors, exactly. Um, when they're not specialising in kind of like, you know, counter-terrorism procedures and global politics. Yeah, the, the sort of people that criticise trained professionals for treating potentially concussed people when they're watching on TV. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Vuitton, we, we reckon probably between six and eight weeks out. But how do you reckon... First of all, how do you reckon Vimmer did against Leicester Jack? And are we that... I mean, without meaning any disrespect to Vertonghen or to, to sort of... Um, to value his performances to date, because him and Alderweireld have been... have the, played every minute of the Premier League... Uh, every Premier League minute up until him being subbed on Saturday. Um, is Vimmer that much of a step down? It's, it's hard to tell at the moment, really, isn't it? I don't think we've seen enough of... Wimmer to really Wimmer or Vimmer, however you want to pronounce it, to really I, I was see. Told I, 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 my um, Austrian friends went with uh, the uh, hard W, so a bit of a so it's like so it's vodka kind of vodka vodka yeah, type. I, I yeah. kind of like it. It's easier to say Wimmer. European. Your Austrian um, friends? Did you just say Austrian friend singular? 
And how is Mr. Fritzel? <laughs> wow, that's low. You're trying to derail me. This is your this is your kind of professional revenge for for me. For what? Upsetting your rhythm. I don't know. Jack, carry on with your answer. So <laughs> it's uh well yes yeah, it's, it's the best episode we've ever done this. It's hard to see really how well he's going to do, it. and it's hard to really say how well he's going to do because we've, you know, he's made what one Premier League appearance, has he? And half, I, half a Premier he, League appearance. Exactly. Um, I mean, you'd you'd think, given the way Pochettino drills a team, that he's obviously worked very closely with Hugo and Toby before, and the whole defensive unit. Like, it's not just going to be a case of here's Vertonghen and Older Ryweld in training, working together and playing together. Like, they're all going to be playing together in training. All going to be training the same way. Um, I think there are obviously going to be moments because there's still going to be a learning curve. He is still a young player, so he's not even that far developed in his own domestic league, um, well, previous domestic league, let alone now in a new country and a new league. So there are, there's obviously inevitably going to be errors unless he's an absolute freak and he ends up being incredible, then, you know, so be it. But, uh, I mean, I'm confident in the fact that Given our kind of our policy now, the way in which we're buying players, the way in which we're training players, and it seems to be genuinely only putting players into the team when Pochettino feels they're ready. Um, It may well have just coincided at a good, well, not that there's ever a good time to lose one of your best players in Vertonghen, but the fact that Vimmer was starting to make kind of, yeah, dip his toe into the first team pool, as it were probably means that Pochettino's kind of happy with where he is at the moment. So it, it could be fortunate timing for us in that respect. Do you think, um, I mean, one of the, obviously, the big loss with the Vertonghen is the partnership with Alderweireld. But, like, one of the things he, he obviously brings to the side is, like, he can carry the ball out of defence. He's like, if Alderweireld is, has that sort of, um, that 40, 50-yard diagonal in his locker, which, obviously, Deli Ali's benefited from a couple of times, Vertonghen's got, sort of, Vertonghen brings a bit of um, reliable short-range passing into the midfield. Is that something we'll, we'll miss, Raj, or is, uh, has uh, Vimmer shown enough of that to, to kind of deputise properly uh, or efficiently? I don't think he's really put a foot wrong in the games he's played in, in Europe and in, in the Cup against... Um... He did have to play with Fazio, actually, in the... Um, in your, mm. oh, I remember saying when he did play with Fazio that essentially he was doing two people's jobs, so you can't really yeah. um, hold no that against him. That. No, um, in, as soon as Fazio got dropped and sort of been banished and hidden somewhere, um, he's been much better alongside Alderweireld most of the time in the Cup as well, so they know each other, and, and Lloris plays most of those Europa League games as well. Uh, actually, he played all of the games this week, this year. Um, so those three know each other and have played together together competitively. Um, the interesting thing with Wimmer, actually, is the fact that there's reports that Schalke were in advanced talks with him before um, Vertonghen had got injured. And um, there was you know a strong possibility that he, he could have been going back to Germany almost straight away um, because Schalke apparently wanted to... To b- was that permanent? Yeah, to permanently like... slot him straight back in into Germany. Um, Jesus. And apparently, um, I'm not sure how far down the line that the club actually were with him, but according to sort of um, actual, uh, I think it was a, a director or something at Schalke, um, came out and, and pretty much said it as plain as that, that they were um, that they were prepared to take him now because they needed him. Um, and he'd been a primary target and that they were apparently in advanced talks with him. So if the player himself had, had sort of seen that because his, oh. his chances had been limited, then um, 
maybe it has come as sort of a blessing in disguise that he's going to get a, a, a chance at playing first team football because maybe he would have gone elsewhere. And it's not a it's not a strange thing for us to get rid of players who are sort of uh, shuffling their feet and not happy with the role they've got. I mean, mm. we've just sold Andros Townsend today. Benjamin Stambouli barely sort of you know ran on the pitch before he was sold back to France. So. Um, it's um he's he's not going to be sold now obviously because he's he's essentially going to be part of the first team, um deputising for Vertonghen so it's it's a strange situation, um because those reports sort of came out in tandem with the the um assessment on Vertonghen's injury, um and it sort of came out of the blue and when they tend to come out of the blue it, it it's more often than not because there's actually some truth to them, rather than sort of the prolonged reports that you tend to get which are um a bit more uh a bit more speculative but um i'm not too worried hopefully he does a good job he's, he looks sound on the ball he's he's supposed to be a ball playing center back according to sort of the reports we read in the summer when he joined um as the first signing and he's only i think he's only 22 so he's obviously a young lad in a in a position that it takes a while to get used to so he may have to be afforded a little bit of time to get used to it but I think between Larice and Alderweireld they should be able to shepherd him through it and it is it's you know the best defence in the Premier League so they've yeah. got um he, he's got big shoes to fill but he's, he's essentially he's got no better partners to um to help him do that with it does irritate me a bit to hear that actually that he it's was... it's not I'm not saying that he he himself was pushing for a move it may have been you know a bit underhand mm. Schalke, Schalke had a bit of a um a crisis because I think and I'm sure someone will tell us if we were wrong but I think um Benedict Herbert has uh suffered a long-term injury in the last couple of weeks yeah um, um I... and he's also Herbert is out of contract in the summer yeah I'm not sure they've got um going to Arsenal or something so it was a reaction from Schalke presumably yeah and I'm not sure if it was underhand tactics by Schalke to make it you know, public and things like that. Um, you know, the player himself. There's not been no, as far as I could tell when I looked into it earlier, there was no sort of Berbatov-style quote saying okay, that he wanted to go here or there and everything. He seems to have just got his head down and got on with it. It's probably the advance talks were probably with his agent, and they've probably offered him yeah, a bit of money and things like that. So my my, my piss is merely simmering. Yeah. So not 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 boiling. No. Good. No, not yet. Um, Roger, because there are going to be some big opinions coming out. We, then, we've we've got those in the locker, waiting to uh, yeah, <laughs> in the second half. Just leave that little bit of a, a, a cliffhanger there. Real um, talk. Real talk. Uh, Roger, you mentioned Andr- Andres Townsend there, um, and I suppose this is to both of you actually. I I don't think I've ever seen a Tottenham player leave with as much goodwill as he did today. He um he went on social media and and posted a picture of him driving out of Hotspur Way. Um, it's been sad, the last time, it? and it was kind of yeah. I'm, I'm not really yeah. I'm not really like this, but it was it was actually slightly emotional, and he was obviously a little bit cut up by it. Um, I think we all agree, but. You know, good move for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't Definitely. agree with. I've I've seen plenty of players leave with goodwill. I mean, Michael Dawson had his own hashtag yeah, and everything. Every, Dawson's a good example. I, yeah. It was like when Princess Diana died. Um, Aaron Lennon. It's a little different though, guys, because it, it's sort of Dawson, Dawson and Lennon. They felt like yes, natural moves, but they had Tottenham careers though before they left. They. It doesn't feel as if Andros Townsend has ever properly had a Tottenham career. He's been sort of this one feels, looking around the first team, the, and it's just it feels like an unrealised dream a little bit. It feels a little bit stranger yeah. from a fan's perspective because we almost know that the club has outgrown him, um, yeah. and there's a sense of almost feeling sorry for him. It's you know, it's sending him off because he, you know, you'll know, you know, he'll 
have it better elsewhere. It's not as if sort of we've had the the time that we had with with Dawson or even when when Ledley retired or anything like that. It's not that sort of a celebration. It's almost um, there's almost a bit of regret there that he was never able to become the player that perhaps he could be given the chance. Um, and I think that's you know partly that's his own fault um, for you know some of the reports we've heard about his behaviour with sort of Nathan Gardner and things and. You know, we've we've spoken at length, especially when he was in good form, about sort of how sort of debilitating the the early praise and everything that he got when he broke into the England side prematurely was, um, and that that really did derail him and it, it gave him gave him too much too soon, and that was you know that's that's sort of the the fear with with players we have now with with Kane and with Ali and Dyer and and players like that that we don't want them to. Suffer the same fate, um, which is sad. But you've almost got the the example there right ahead of them. Um, you know, keep your feet on the ground and become a better player, or we'll ship you off to Newcastle for a nominal fee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the only thing I would say about um, Townsend is, and I, I, I know you know you're not saying anything to the contrary, Raj, but like I, th- I still think, uh, in part, I agree entirely with what you're saying, and I do think it's a, a good move. I still think he could have offered us something, though. I do think there was something there. I like. I, I don't think he's the type of player that was ever going to be a you know starter, guaranteed name on the you know on the first team sheet come match day. But at the same time, like your article earlier with Chadley was saying, I think Townsend still had that capacity to offer us something different. You know, yeah. when we perhaps were playing in matches that were pretty congested, we were finding it hard to break down the other team and. You know, I we, I don't feel that we're ever really going to be the sort of team that's just going to resort to lump it up to Stephen Colker up front, as uh, as we've seen. I, I think it, it it would have been nice to maybe have his pace at times. I don't think he was um, happy with that role, though. It's happened. No, no, of course that's it. Yeah, he's he's staking a claim for the Euros, um, and you can understand why a young player because he does seem the thing that I, I that I like about Townsend is that he does seem hungry to play. Like he he genuinely wants to just play football, and I, I think that is a, that's a decent quality to have in a player. Now, it sounds a bit ridiculous to say, "Oh, the footballer wants to play football," but you see so many players just coast through their careers, happy to kind of have these you know bench warming kind of fits and starts. But he 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 never really seemed satisfied with that, and that's the problem, isn't it? Because really, when you look at the quality ahead of him, um, as much as he's he is a different. Uh, proposition to what we've got he's just not as good really he just isn't and I think as well we did give him chances he did he he did get a fair amount of chances under several different managers and several different managers with several different playing styles all kind of came to the conclusion that he wasn't really I don't know that he'd maybe hit his ceiling I'm not sure but I don't know. No, I don't bear him any ill will in it. Like you said, Seb, it was nice to see the way in which he went. The fans have had you a know, very you know strange trajectory with him, haven't they? Because yeah, sort of, I, I, he came yeah. into the club, um, well, not the club, the first team after that loan spell at QPR, just after Bale had gone, and there was this assumption that he was the ready-made Bale replacement, almost out of desperation. And it was just as the podcast was starting, wasn't it, Jack, that that sort of happened? Yeah. Um, it was right around when you accused me of having an anti-Andros Townsend agenda. <laughs> Because, you did because I, I almost, uh, I don't want to say I predicted what happened, but I said that, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. And I said that so many times that, you know, people were sort of getting on my back quite 
publicly about sort of why aren't you supporting this you know great white hope of this Tottenham team, and it. You and then those the, like, same people now have, have flipped to 180, haven't they? And they're, they're the type of people that are now sort of in my mentions on Twitter when I when I write something positive about how this move could be for Andres Townsend. They're the people saying everybody wins apart from Newcastle. And instead of calling Andros Townsend, there seems to be this popularity of calling him Dross Townsend. Um, and yeah, and they sort of you know there's lots of people who call him you know one of the most frustrating players I've ever seen for Spurs, and it was. It was it was almost maddening because there was a, there was a point where sort of, sort of last season, midway through, he seemed to sort of actually have a, a little bit of a renaissance and start to learn his role a little bit and start to work for Pochettino. I remember there was a game against Swansea at home specifically where it was not just only a goal he scored, but that was sort of the icing on the cake on top of a really good team performance from him where there was no distant shooting for no apparent reason. There was no you know, crosses to nobody there. There was mm. intelligence and, and taking options and things. And he seems to have regressed incredibly since then because almost that style of play just wasn't getting him the attention that being an individual was. And that's a shame that he's having to revert to be a less player to get a higher reward because that's how the national team works, which is incredibly backwards. Just on that point you were saying there, Raj, as well, I think that's... One thing I, I mean, I get it. Like I, I'm not really one to say anything, given the sort of way I act on Twitter and things. But at the same time, I still think I kind of keep a certain level of decency. But when I, I don't know if you've ever heard like his his dad Troy speaking on like the fighting cock and stuff before. We've had Troy on here when and, we had the uh, when we spoke about uh, yeah, very true actually yeah. Um, and you know, and kind of like Troy was kind of making the point that you know people do forget that. It, it, I don't know, people just seem to have this, this level of separation. I guess that's kind of because of the setup of football nowadays and celebrities and so on and so forth. But people do still forget that, you know, when they send messages and stuff onto people, that they're going to read it. And when you, I don't know, just that, I, I, I've always felt that, you know, he had a few bad performances and he just, he he seemed to actually lose the fans a bit, Townsend. I think that was something that, we maybe haven't touched on that really kind of counted against him as well. It seemed to be whenever he kind of went on the pitch, there was there was actually quite a poisonous level of yeah, yeah. dissatisfaction behind him. A lot of groaning, a lot of like people shouting your shit and stuff. And like like Troy was saying that you know on the fighting cock, he was saying that you know he he would actually get people just sending him tweets, being like, "You realise your son's fucking shit and stuff." And you just think, but what what fucking possesses people to do that? I don't know. It's you know, it's a I, bit bizarre. I, I've always thought that, that and I, I don't mean this as a criticism of, of Andre Velas Bias, um, although I suppose it's going to sound like it, but I've always thought that Andros Townsend got stitched up a little bit after Bale left because the when he first came into the team as a, you know, full time, he was essentially he was given far too much responsibility. Like it looked as if, you know, the way we played when Velas Bias was first at the club, oh, in, in Velas Bias's second season. It, it was so everything was so slow, and our game plan seemed to revolve around moving the ball, moving the ball, trying to find Andros in, in isolation, and asking him to do something. Mm. And I just don't think you ask a lovely to be given that kind of vote of confidence by a manager as a young player, I'm sure. But that helped to create his reputation as this kind of oh, the guy who cuts inside and shoots over the bar, which is kind of the, that, that that's the reductive description that like almost the entire football community outside of Tottenham. Um, uses to flog him 
And there is an um, element of truth in that, though. That that was what he became. It, it is, and I think, but I think he was pressured into being that rush I, because I think, I think that, that the management know, was, was painted into a corner around that time, though, because he had so many new players. Lamella was permanently injured, and that would right, be the yeah. other player that would be able to play in that position. We had Roberto Soldado, who there was nobody, because the, the play was so you know turgid that there was nobody able to break down any teams and get the ball through to him. It was almost as if the natural way to go was towards the wing and... He, the only option to play was Townsend. It was almost a, he's almost a victim yeah. of sort of the the situation rather than rather than there being any malice. I don't think Andros Town. Um, well, that's why I don't think Villas Boas is responsible for it. I think it was just it was a yeah it was a wrong place, wrong time situation. I just you know Jack mentioned something actually. It might have been right, you Raj actually. You said that um you know you 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 had people you know talking uh, talking of him in terms of being like. You know, one of the most frustrating Spurs players in in memory, and you just think, no, if you put that guy into, okay, he would still be relatively frustrated, but if you put him into the Tottenham team just after the millennium or in the late nineties, or even right at the beginning of the Yol years, I he'd be a star. Maybe he wouldn't be that productive, but he'd be one of those players you go to watch because whether he had an end product or not, he he was a talented footballer and he could beat players and he could do things and he would get you standing up. He you know, may get you sitting down pretty soon afterwards, but there was an element of, um, you know, I, there's an element of fearlessness to Townsend, which I always admired, because no matter how many times you get people moaning in the stands and how many, you know, comments he, he has to read on on, um, on social media, like, he's not, he, he never really became inhibited, and that's, I think that's a really admirable quality. It's also kind of why I think he'll do quite well in Newcastle. Yeah, he has that, he has um, that will to win and that eagerness and sort of determination yeah. that I think is going to drive him on, especially being at a club at Newcastle where their fans are sort of in a position where literally a player showing effort is rewarded with sort of praise, is is going to play right into their hands. He's going to be loved there as soon as he sort of takes on yeah. a player, as soon as he has a few shots. They're going to, it's going to be exciting for them. It's going to be better than sort of the... It's all about context. Exactly. If you compare yeah. him to sort of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain or Theo Walcott, who've spent, you know, uh, Walcott's been at Arsenal a decade and really hasn't become a better footballer. He may have had a better no. career, but if if he'd have gone elsewhere, if he'd have, you know, five years ago taken a step down and become a big name in a smaller club rather than sort of being a squad player at Arsenal, if maybe he'd he gone would have. To Liverpool yeah. At the end of his last of, uh, Arsenal contract and gone to play for Brennan Rodgers, I think he'd maybe he'd have become a better player. I mean, uh, th- I think yeah, Alex Oxley Chamberlain's been at Arsenal for four years now, and he's still the same player they they bought from Southampton. Uh, I'd say. Yeah. Got, I, I say it's got worse actually. Um, um, yeah, I, I think he's a really talented footballer, but he's he's just. They seem to hate him, you know. Well, it's almost the, it's a comparable situation. Vitriol. It's a comparable situation yeah. to what Townsend has, isn't mm, it? So very much so. It's almost very as if so. this move, while it is sort of sad for the sentimental reasons, I think in a footballing one, everybody does actually win, and I think you know he yeah. will go on to be a better player. I mean, I think we've still got to go up to Newcastle, don't we? Um, at some mm. point and. Uh, I imagine that he'll be up for that one to say the very least, because that's that's the sort of player he is. And um, as long as it's not against us, I wish him all the best. Yeah, I think so. Um, right, well, we haven't got a um, we haven't got a, a Norwich person on this week, um, so we're just gonna go on straight through. I reckon they've all got twelve fingers anyway. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No point in talking to them anyway. Um, one thing I do, we 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 did an extra slice episode over the weekend just pretty much to talk about Deli Ali's goal 
Um, so we won't we won't go back over Palace too much. But um, one thing I've seen is that um, since that game, I I, I think it might have been on either yesterday or Sunday. The Times did a feature where uh, they asked all their, their writers to, to pick their starting and 11s for, um, for Euro 2016. And um, I think almost, almost without exception, every single person had Deli Ali starting for England in the centre of midfield. Is there a danger? I, I don't want to be this guy because I don't want to... Um, I'm enjoying the euphoria, if I'm honest. Um, but is he becoming... A little bit big, a little bit too quickly. Probably, but Harry Kane did as well, didn't he? Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, it's it's always it's always going to be a worry, isn't it? But I, again, I I kind of feel with Ali, he's someone that can he can he can handle the pressure. And I know we we said on the extra slice that uh, Rooney was someone that could handle the pressure, and look yeah. at how that's destroyed him. Yeah. But for the time being, it's. What I mean, really, what are we going to do about it? Like he's he's playing so well, and it's it's natural, you know. It's it's what happens in England. It's what happens with young English players. But it it, it does just feel like with Ali, there's something slightly different to it. Not so much in the hyperbole that's being built around it. Like he's already been compared to Gerrard and this kind of thing. But it's just it's more so when you actually watch him, you don't. Feel I've seen so Zidane much. actually already. I can't oh, remember who that fuck was. But off. No, yeah, the, really. The, the, the thing is, Jack, is that that's that's pretty. The, the thing I worry about is that a lot of Tottenham fans. I mean, before the goal, if I mean maybe timelines have been adjusted and edited since, but a lot of people were digging him out for his performance at Palace, and he, he wasn't that great. But I think within the fan base, people look at him and go, "All right, well, here's this here's this young boy who's stepped up two divisions and who's learning the game, um, and who is going to make mistakes." but can do things like that because okay it's, it's his best goal for for Tottenham probably the, the finest of his career but you know we've we've had similar moments where you, you think god this is a player I remember the first time I, I, I saw him against uh, Carabag in the flesh and I just thought the things he did and little Cruyff turns and you know you think this is exciting but as a fan we all look at him and say all right well we will tolerate the mistakes the the kind of the occasional um, ducking out of a header or you know not making a tackle or like maybe being a little bit too extravagant um, around his own box and I suppose my fear with the England thing and the overexposure is that once you elevate him out of Tottenham and you say alright well you know England there's no goodwill in England in the England team it doesn't really work like this Hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's not like a 
club side, you just get players that either they perform or they get hammered. And, you know, he's talented and he's as talented a 19-year-old as I've seen for a really, really long time. But then he's still basically a child in football terms. And that's kind of, that's the fear, really. That would be the point at which one of you... No, but it, offered it's... something. Just... Raj, <laughs> um, get off Rugby League Live and contribute. Mm, <laughs> you didn't ask a question. You sort of had a rant and stopped. So what, uh, no, what do you just, expect us to do after that? I'm not entirely sure. No, but we're not everything. We're, 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 we're all adults here. We don't have to have inflections at the end of everything. Speak for yourself. Um, okay, you do, yeah. Right. I'll... Um, I think he's fine playing for England, but I'd want him to play with Eric Dyer because I wouldn't want him to play with somebody he's not used to. If he plays alongside Eric Dyer, I have every confidence that both of them will come out of that tournament with a certain amount of um, um, sort of praise and sort of goodwill because if they play with who they're used to and thinking about the other English central midfielders, there's nobody else who you'd particularly have over them in their particular roles, I don't think, unless you go in, if you're going by merit... Um, in terms of who's available, I think they're the natural choices. So if you were to play, I wouldn't. Delph's done all right. Delph's, Delph's having a decent season. Delph's done okay, yeah. But but I mean, some of these articles I was talking about, like they, they had him playing alongside Ross Barkley, and no. with no protection behind. You're just thinking, boys, you don't quite know what kind of player he is. But yet. Surely it's Ali or Barkley, right? If yeah, you're... well, I, I don't think. I mean, I I was a huge supporter of Ross Barkley a couple of years ago, but he has done nothing to to warrant like. He, I mean, he, yeah, I, I don't want to trash another player, but it just you, you, you can't you can't put him at the same. I had someone actually um, after the the Palace game sort of say I was talking about you know Ali is potentially young player of the year, and he was like, yeah, well, what about Ross Barkley? It's like, well, no. show me show me what he does when the game's on the line, and show me, yeah, you know. Um, okay, anyway, um, uh, no Premier League this weekend. We've got Colchester away. Uh, we also don't have a correspondent to talk to about Colchester because we don't. Jack, we don't how, did, how did you Colchester. describe Colchester, yeah. Jack? It's, just a, it's a dump. That's what I said. No, I think that's he it. used something. Don't like it. I think he used some more. Uh, I think I used a word that's not suitable for the public arena. Yeah, he used a very politically yeah. incorrect <laughs> phrase to describe Indeed. the people of Colchester. Yeah, it was a. Uh... It was a Malky Mackey moment. <laughs> Malky Mackay. Malky Mackay. That's well, almost I, as bad I, I as Seb Neymar. Yeah, yeah, let's gloss over that. I'm hosting now. Don't do that. Don't you don't get to tell hosts. me what to do as host. You don't. No, you st- fucking do, mate. That's how it works. You're still anal. You are still anal, Seb. Know your role. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm the linchpin now. No, you're I'm not. The glue that holds us all together. I Where's the air horn, Seb? No, you d- mate. Don't. You've been don't, handed the air horn. Don't spoil the surprise, Jack. We can still kick you off if we want to. Don't get above your station. Yeah, yeah. Colchester haven't won a league game. Since I'm texting Rob Brown October. as we speak. Mate, it's your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Every podcast will, will be greeted with a barrage of abuse from football Twitter. Uh, you don't really want that. You don't want the. He knows. Way, he right? knows his role, though. Unlike you, he's not getting above his station. Uh, <laughs> Who is it you likened him to earlier? Raj, Rob Brown. <laughs> there was some. That he taught oh, youngster Con- that Connor O'Gilvy. I said he looked like. Do you remember that episode of yeah. Simpsons where, oh, yeah. where Moe's. He does actually. You know where when yeah, Moe's yeah. face gets squished and he has all that plastic surgery and comes out looking handsome? <laughs> if that happened to Rob Brown and he had plastic surgery, he'd look like Connor O'Gilvy. With a cheeky Nando's haircut. Yeah. yeah. And a little beard that Ogilvy's got yeah. going. Um, all right, so Colchester. Um, Ogilvy's a Colchester, weird name. It is, that's true. Um, 
Colchester looked shit from their results on who scored. And that's the depth of my knowledge. So if any of you have got any any little bit of uh, little little Colchester facts lurking, well, they in League Two really help. They are there in League One. A League One. Um, but they haven't won since beating Port Vale at home back in the middle of October. Uh, and yet they've got all the way through to the fourth round of the FA Cup, which is a bit of a weird one. And knocked out Charlton in the last round, which at that's home, not which a, like that's, an impressive that, no, result. It's not but Charlton, it's really not. Charlton are the worst Charlton team I've seen. Dreadful. They still got um, as well. Still got Kevin Keane in charge. Don't know, mate. No idea. <laughs> well, that weird bald man that's destroyed. Blackburn. No, that's Steve Keane. No, no, Steve. No, Keane. Steve Keane. Steve, <laughs> Steve Keane is actually. Um, Steve Keane is uh, is actually doing quite well for himself. In um, I think he might be in either Dubai or uh, UAE or something. But he's. Um, yeah, he's got an excellent job out there, or did. I'm not sure if he's still in it, but he um, he seems to be enjoying life more than he was at Ewood Park. He was the most dour man I think I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen in any context ever. Didn't he go to Brunei? Something like that, but he gets treated like absolute royalty out there. He like lives in a palace and everything. It would, if you're a Blackburn fan, you would just it would that would kill you. Just uh, yeah, terrible. Uh, all right, so Coldster, I you know I'm, I'm not being glib about it, but. They're a League One side, so we should win that one. It's nice to get an FA Cup tie that you kind of hope we should just be able to turn them over. I know there's that whole bollocks about the magic of the cup, but really, magic doesn't exist. Grow up, you know? Yeah. If we have an off day, we can lose, but, you know, we'll Get out them. of the way, we want a trophy. Exactly. Yeah, take your revenue and fuck off. Um, so you clap your hands and <laughs> sing all, sing your silly songs about you know is this a library and all yeah. that kind of thing. But you know the reason why no one will be singing, lads, is because you know no one cares about you. Yeah, and bring five thousand fans yeah. in that don't usually come on a Saturday, but mysteriously turn up with yeah, 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 shirts yeah. and scarves and hats and rosettes and stuff. Yeah, I don't care if we're tempting fate. Five now. Right, move just on. Just looking at that, I've Norwich. just Googled them and I've brought up their stadium. Their stadium costs £14 million to construct. So if they if, <laughs> if they like really annoy us, we can just buy their ground and bulldoze it. Because, you know, what? we've just got £12 million for Andros Townsend. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, the oh sort of thing God. I'd like Levy to do. Marvin Sordell plays for Colchester. And George Ellicovey. He's a new... new um, Darren Ambrose. A little bit of recent. Uh, Darren Ambrose has got to be about 40 by now. No, he's 31. Uh, he seemed to be around uh, for ages. Such is great, boys. Big, big headline here. Alex Gilby, Colchester receive, quote, joke Bristol City bid. So there we go. Colchester have received a joke of a bid from championship side Bristol City for midfielder Alex Gilby. Do you know Alex Gilby, Lance? Nope. No, mate. No, no, no idea. Uh, small club. Dog shit. Elliot Lee is uh, is on the line there. Elliot Lee is actually Rob Lee's son, I think. Um, so that's uh, yeah, um, that would, that seemed like it might be more interesting. You make it sound like Game of Thrones in your, your voice. Elliot Lee, Mate, son too, of Rob Lee. Too young to, you don't know who Rob Lee is. No, I know who Rob young. Lee is, but just the oh, way you okay. say it, announcing his father, sort of giving his lineage before. I feel like I should almost like come on and. Well, there's, there's something that I'm bringing to this role. It's you know, just a bit of. Anyway, Marvin Sordell. I don't know what's happened to Marvin Sordell's career. That's that's a bit of a funny one. Anyway, do you want me to um, like, do you want me to edit in like a fanfare for the start of the podcast for when you come on, like a royal greeting? Yeah, something like that would be nice. Surprise me. No, don't actually. No. Why not? Don't. Because you've got a cruel sense of humour. 
<laughs> what, like, something like <laughs> something like Handel's water music, perhaps. So yeah. it's not quite it's not quite regal, but it's still there's still enough pomp there. I want people to know that something different is happening. You know, just a bit of uh, yeah ceremony. I should I feel like I should put like Land of Hope and Glory all the way through the podcast. Put in the boating song and be done with it. The boating right, song. Um, <laughs> what the hell is the boating song? <laughs> oh right. You're speaking to right, a Yorkshireman. What's yeah. the but? I can't. I, I, far be it that Jack, Jack Jack's chuckle told me that he knew what that was. Um, have you been boating, Seb? No, we're not talking about. Have this. you been oh, boating? Have you genuinely have you been boating? No, no. This is this is a that was a reference to my school days, and you know we don't talk about that on here. What is boating? I'm googling it. No, I'm no, googling no. it. All right. While you do that, Jack and I are going to talk about Norwich. Um, Jack, did you watch Norwich against Liverpool at the weekend? I did. It was it was pretty. Uh... Fucking hell! It sounds like Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> to keep talking, Jack drown him out. Just what's a catch it? I don't know. It was pretty awesome. It was a pretty good game, wasn't it? I mean, it was a shit game, which made it a good game. If that makes any sense whatsoever, I think yeah. it makes sense. That does make sense. Stop doubting yourself, Jack. There, there you Stop go. It. This is. Did you remember our WhatsApp conversation about just a bit more? You know. That's it. Just remember, you know, I'm the man. Exactly. I'm the man. Yeah. We're all friends here. Like, Bitches. Yeah. yeah. Haters. Fuck the haters. Um, <laughs> I've never heard anyone say fuck the haters with less conviction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My voice quivering. <laughs> Almost um, crying now, thinking like, God, I hope no one unfollows oh, me off of the back of Jesus, saying that. No, yeah, I don't um, want to go under 8,000 Twitter followers again. Christ, that was a dark place. <laughs> Um, it was one of those games where, like, it, it's one of those games. <laughs> the first words you... of this song is "jolly boating weather." <laughs> Don't you fucking laugh at the heritage? Jolly boating weather and hay harvest breeze, blade on the feathers, shade off the trees. Oh fuck me! <laughs> oh, it's almost. I'll tell you a story. Yeah, we um we I um I'm not going to talk specifics. So I can deal with that. The anchor. I bet you can sing this on... off by heart, can't you? No, this is the thing. I went to um, when I was at school. Though, we went on um, a football tour to Japan. And, um, <laughs> Did you line up and play this as like your national anthem? Yeah, this this is the thing. Yeah, they thought it was. Like, <laughs> um, they thought the, the the song that Raj is, is mocking is uh, like a something that's, that's attached to, to the school I went to. Oh and, Jesus! Um, I'm just come to rugby. May be more clever. Yeah. Harrow may be more row, but we'll row forever and steady stroke to bow. This is the shittest go. song I've ever seen in my life. But the the, the, the um, our hosts in Japan thought that this was something we all knew, whereas it's, it was a song sung by like rowers and like the guys that fuck about on the river in the, in the summer. And so we um, we lined up to sing this song that was sort of piping out into um, over the tannoy, and um, there was a translation of it on the screen, but in Japanese. So none of us knew the words, and none of us knew any Japanese. So we we're all sort of just like creasing ourselves in front of. Right, five thousand people. It was humiliating. Uh, anyway, right, Norwich. Um, it was one of those games. That, that, that Nor- Norwich Liverpool game was. Um, it was just so Premier League. It was just chaos. No one can defend. It was just scrappy as anything, and it was just. I don't know. It was kind of. It was. That, what we're we on about? Sorry, I've not been listening for the past five we're, minutes. We're doing. We're doing Norwich Liverpool because we're, we're we're talking about Norwich away. All oh, right. In, okay. In, I think I, I, it was quite nice. I mean, like taking away the cynicism of. You know, because we're so overexposed to Jurgen Klopp and all this kind of thing, it's 
you know, it's easy to kind of treat his every move with disdain. But it it was quite you know funny seeing him at the end running off and celebrating with everyone. And, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, it's it's quite nice to see that kind of thing. Like you know, I found it hilarious when. Mourinho of old, when he was still Porto manager, did that at Old Trafford yeah, in that Champions that. League. Like, it's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that side of it's quite nice. And I, I do like that, the theatre of the Premier League and the drama and all that kind of thing. I just think that the thing that it kind of shows is that Norwich are obviously just shot for belief. Like, there's some spirit there in enough that they managed to score four goals against Liverpool. So there, there is a genuine danger to them. But at the same time, you know, not only have they lost at home to Liverpool, who are, are, are let's be honest, pretty shit this not year. Not very good, right. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they did it in such fashion as well. Like, they're defending for that fifth, for the winner, was it was a horror show. Yeah. Like, it was it was, it was was just terrible. I mean, they're def- well, they're defending for the... I think it was the third or the fourth. The Russell um, Martin back pass. Yeah, it was yeah. just, and it was the look on his face as well as he did it was it was quite horrible. It's quite horrible to see those moments uh, in another human being, really, when they can just, you know, they just want the ground to swallow them up. Um, but at the same time, I don't really care that much because he's a paid professional. He gets loads of money, considerably richer than I am, and also. I want him to have a shit game against us. So fuck him. Fuck Russell Martin. Fuck his human condition. Fuck compassion. Yeah. That's the that, spirit. I like was that. Was that nasty? Yeah, that's very decisive, mate. Good stuff. Uh, I reckon we should spank him, though. I think. I, I really think we should. Raj? Sorry? Oh, for God's sake. I've been reading about this weird fairy tale land that you went to school for 10 minutes. What, what were you been speaking about? Norwich still. Still Norwich, mate. We're talking about Norwich. All right, okay. They're well, not very good. We should beat them. I hope no, they go we've down. we've done that. We've done I that. I hope they go Jack's, down. Jack's covered that, mate. Um, let's let's do. Um, all right, changes from the Palace game. What are you? Uh, how are you lining up against Norwich? Just change your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was trying to get well. like two or three minutes out of that, but uh, okay. All right. Oh. Sticking the same midfield. You gonna go Dyer, Dembele? Just change your tongue. Eriksson. Just change your tongue. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's go some. Uh, let's, I think we've got quite a few questions then. Um, Interesting that you won't put uh, Ben Davies in there, though, Raj. Wow. Nice. Interesting. Done, Jack. Good stuff. Look at that. Yeah, I'm just saying, well, it doesn't yeah. really matter now, does it? Uh, it's Norwich. Nah. They have got, they have got also... Nathan Redmond, so Danny Rose may do something silly there, but. One th- uh, okay on on oh, this no, point. Oh no, I got a good question, guy. Uh, yeah, okay. Guy, no, no, Jack, fin- guy. Uh, <laughs> I got. I kind of. I'm trying to. I'm looking at my phone for Twitter. I'm talking and I'm trying to guide the podcast. I can't triple task. Can't double task. Um, no, I can't do that either. I can talk to you and beat you at FIFA at the same time. No, can't I? Because um, you're like a ten-year-old child. That was some proper lads banter. No, okay. All right, Owen, who is uh, at Owen underscore Lawrence, asks: There's a cup final tomorrow, and everybody's fit. Who gets the nod for the starting eleven? Everyone apart well, from that... Vertonghen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, everyone's fit though, so it's Vertonghen, right? Yeah, Vertonghen. Yeah, Vertonghen. Yeah, seemed like a better question. Um, uh, oh God, yeah. Okay, Tweetman, who's at Walker Tweetman zero one zero four, yeah, says because um, I hadn't noticed, I had, I didn't know this. If Andros loves us so much, should he help us in commas, win the title on the last day against Newcastle? 
God, that is potentially the worst Tottenham moment of all time, isn't it? Oh, if we, if it's still a possibility on You've the last day. Yeah, on the last day of the season. Andros Townsend scores a hat trick. Oh, Jesus, that's the most predictable ending ever. Um, are, we, are we genuinely playing Newcastle last game of the season? Yep. Fuck's sake. Okay, um, Nick at Ledney King. Considering how much you talk about TV, how is it possible none of you have watched Justified? I don't even know what Justified is. It's like a cowboy thing. Yeah, it's a weird cowboy thing. Yeah, it looks shit. That's why I've not watched it. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) All right, well, Fred, Nick, that's our our consensus answer. because It It looks like a cowboy version of Sons. I see a lot of people talk about Sons of Anarchy, and I gave it, I think, two seasons. I mean, it's not... It's not terrible. It's just not very good. I th- I found I found it like the acting was all quite poor and stuff. I don't know if you ever watched. No, I've not watched it. A couple of my okay, couple but... of my mates go on about it as if it's very good, but I've I've never got onto it. No, it's very it's very trashy, and I can see how it's like it's easy. It's popcorn, but it's I don't know if I'm if I'm going to devote like a genuine chunk of my life to something, I want it to be decent quality. You know. Yeah, I, 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 and if I haven't been watching it all alongside, that's why I fucked off The Walking Dead. Now I just got so bored of it. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. Justified looks Lynch. terrible. I've just read about it, and it it sounds dog shit. Yeah, right. Well, not wasting yeah. my life. Soz Nick watching that's six, Nick. six seasons um, of that. Nick's a good lad, though. He's he's team. You say that he's about hashtag. every single person that tweets in. Forza Roma, Forza Roma is Nick. So. Uh, Pandex Machina at F underscore off underscore FC asks what happened to Fazio nobody cares mate nobody Let's cares on. it's just too uh, slow yeah um, not good enough uh, very 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 handsome though very no, handsome no, very very yeah I bet he has a gargantuan Hampton. don't don't <laughs> that is a horror oh my god I've broken my twitter Okay. Um, Sean Gormley. Hello, Sean. Delete the cookies. Seb. <laughs> Should Townsend get more respect from the fans slash club? His breakthrough would have been a big inspiration for Kane, for Kane and Carroll and Mason, etc. I think we've kind what? of covered this. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that, was, that wasn't the greatest bit of uh, questions. I'll tell you, there's a very... Uh, there's, a, there's a good article you should read, actually, about... Townsend, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Dan, a chap called Dan Ratigan. He's written a piece for the Tottenham Way, actually about uh, Townsend's career, and it's it's very balanced. It's very it's a very good thing uh, piece. So yeah, check check that out. Okay, um, this is a better question. Um, Mark Lynch asks, I like to wish Andros well. It's nice of you, Mark. Um, would you put Vimmer in for Jan <laughs> or move Dyer back and bring in Bentaleb? Or drop Dembele back. That's actually a better question than it sounds. Mm. Nah, Vimmer. Just yeah. leave Dyer yeah. where he is. Yeah, leave him where he is. Yeah, I agree. With like, that. like I, I just think like what you were saying last week, Raj, is that now he's kind of settling into defensive midfield. You don't want him to become that. Like, well, he's built up to a certain level, and now that's going to drop down. He's going to build up his defensive attributes again, and then that's going to drop. I mean, down. when so he, he did just come in, becomes... centre back against. Leicester, he didn't put a foot wrong. Well he was the, unbelievable, yeah, he and it was. Uh, yeah, that's that's fine though. Do yeah, you know what I mean the, the other parents? Uh, I think one of the most important parts of this is going to be like you got to keep Dyer in his position because he's got to protect Vimmer and Alderweireld. Because if you remove him, it's a completely different set of problems. Yeah, yeah. Strong contribution. 
Have there no more questions? Yeah, that was uh, that was very nice. Um, I've got a, a very very brief fantasy football update, and that is uh, there's an amnesty on Arsenal players this week, <laughs> so no one's getting disqualified for including them, especially not Murtasaka. Um, and Raj, have you got any? Thing to say oh yeah, the, the Super League Fantasy League's back. League. Um, I'll tell you what I'll do is um, let me just pull it up. I've picked my team, but there's no, we haven't got a league yet, so we need to, you need to. Yes, we do. Team. Yes, okay. we do. If you go on to sldreamteam.co.uk, which is the Super League Dream Team uh, website, um, you can pick your team, um, and you, if you go to mini leagues um, and join mini league. Um, our league, it's called Rule the Roost. Our pin number, you have to put in a pin, is 9779. And the password is RTR2016. And then you'll. No one's going to join this. It was 3R for definite. You I, have to I, join. I will. And Seb has <laughs> to. Um, I'm ready to go. I've picked my team and everything. Seb's cocky. He'll do something stupid like try and put Reese Ambria <laughs> fullback again, thinking that he's being clever. Um, it seemed clever. I hope someone got that. Uh, lots of people get it. Um, I don't, I don't but, know yeah, about lots. Um, some. I've got two teams in there at the minute. Um, I've got you, oh, Brown right, Bears, 13. Into the, into the league. You can't have two teams in the same. No, I've put two in. You can put two no, in as well. No, I've no, put Brown Bears, 13. I had two teams in last year, um, and yeah, I, you, I managed to catch yeah, you with Jack's you, team you as well. You unofficially had... What, you, well, no, you cheating. No, I'm captain of the league, so I put two teams in. Um, one of them's a proper team, one of them's a reserve team. Um, so, and both have completely different players in. So it's just a bit of my, it's my own little Go experiment on, Raj, to see so how long it took you to pick those two teams. I was, I was very quick. I know exactly what I was doing. Um, the only problem is because you've only got 1.825 million yeah. pounds to play with in in rugby league, it takes a while to to juggle. So even though like the most expensive player is bought 220 grand or something like that, um, you've got to sort of juggle around and, and pick your players, which is good. Um, who have you got in your team? Um, I'm not going to tell you. I'll no, go for it, man. Why, no, why not? Because I, no, you no. can. T- Who's the Who's the Aguero of rugby league? Cal- Callum uh, Watkins. Zach oh, I went Callum Watkins. I've got him in there. Yeah, Callum Watkins would be a good shout. Um, I think I think Ardaker gets more points this year because he's kicking. Oh, yeah, is he? Um, okay. Who's the Harry Kane? Uh, well, there's not really. It depends who has a good year. You have to sort of do it on a week by week basis because some players can take you by surprise, and because there's different metrics. I mean, the the prop forwards are done by meters, so there could be just a prop who has an amazing year. And last year at Hull, Liam Watts had a great year. Um, even who's, though... who's a proper bastard, like a real horrible, horrible player, like Charlie Adam, kind of horrible. Uh, ooh, that's quite a good question. Uh, Rangi Chase is quite dirty, yeah. but he's he's in the championship this year. Ben, ben West he, um, is quite nasty. I always quite like him in my team. Yeah, Ben Westwood's a bit dirty. Um, there's a few, to be honest. There's a few that that like getting a bit nasty. I mean, obviously, Gil Dudson is a massive um, liability. He cost me so many points last year. Um, yeah, but there's a few that enjoy a bit of a scrap every now and then. Um, they get in get in trouble. Um, quite a few of the Wigan players. I mean, their their style is to essentially. Um, be quite aggressive and, and be quite forward with what they're doing. Um, so they're, they're questionable. Um, but there's nobody you'd really point out too much. I mean, Danny Bruff is sort of your pantomime villain because he's one of those up permanently chirping off to the referee and he's complaining, but he's one of those sort of mercurial talents who's a, a bigger name at a, a slightly smaller club. 
Um, just sort of, he's he runs the team essentially. He's um, he's he's excellent on his he's, day. He's, he's your but, Shakiri, um, Jack, basically. Essentially, okay. um, but he's more consistent than Shakiri um, and more central to what the team does. Um, but yeah, there's there's little things like that, I suppose, that are good um, about Super League because there's a a uh, because there's a, a salary cap essentially. No, no oh, one no, team no, no, right, can. Stop, you, we've set you off. No, stop. No, 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 no because no, no. there's no, a salary no. cap. No one team can really stack all the talent in one team, can they? So it's a bit more it's a bit more of a competition than otherwise. Um, in in uh, for the the reason the rhinos are so good, for example, are the players choose to play for less money to play for the club. Um, so it's it's about getting your your squad right essentially, which is why it's the best squad in the world. It's the best oh, uh, right. team uh, stop, team sports stop, in the world. Stop, stop, stop. Right. Oh, what are you going to do now? Start playing no, the boat team song. That. We're just approaching the hour, the, the hour mark, and you're 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 the you're the time fascist. So I'm just adhering to your own rule. I'm not a time fascist. It's when we get towards two hours that I start going. You know what, lads? People might not be appreciated of yeah, this. Yeah, well, you told me under an hour talking about like that that unrecognised item in bagging area chat that we had a while ago. It was very popular with everybody else. It was a it popular was segment. People still talk about it. It would have been a good. It would have been a good segment had it been five minutes long, but after the fortieth minute of the breakdown, I thought of. No, sorry, mate. Yeah. The, the people, the people, people don't agree. Do we have any other business at all? Um, uh, Jack, have you watched Making a Murderer yet? I'm halfway through. No, I haven't. I, I, I can't. I kind of can't no, be no, asked because everyone's you, gone you, on about it so it, much. It is. It is very good, Jack. But it's not as good as the Jinx. But it is very good. I can see why people sort of. Um, have gone off about it. I, I think it's got sort of, you know, when sort of like uh, everyone got, you know, after about season three of Game of Thrones, when sort of everyone got really excited about it, rather than just after like the first two years or Breaking Bad or something like that. You know, when something sort of crosses over and sort of becomes mm. its own thing, serial, something like that. That's what it's become. Yeah. Where it's sort of, it's slightly elevated now because everybody watches it. Whereas. I think I don't want to sound like I'm being a hipster about it or anything, but because I think less people saw the jinx just because it was harder to watch um, and harder to get a hold of, and it was only on Sky once. I think um, it's sort of gone under the radar a little bit more, um, but it is a, a better product. I mean, it's a HBO documentary, so it's not unknown, and it was massive in America, um, but because Netflix is all conquering. Um, I, I have been enjoying that the uh, the Black Tapes podcast is back. For its second series now, I like that. That's Ooh. worth listening to. What is it? If, uh, it's like a, it's another one of those. It's kind of like Lime Town. It's it's like a. I couldn't listen to that Lime cereal. Town one. I couldn't. It, no. I, yeah, it lost its way a bit. Lime Town, but Black Black Tapes is decent. It's kind of like um, it's essentially like the 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 setting is that she works for Pacific Northwest Stories. And she's just doing like a, a regular segment on people with extraordinary jobs. Um, and so the first episode is her just talking to a paranormal investigator. And, you know, then the week after she was supposed to be talking to other people. But obviously over the course of this one episode of a paranormal investigator, who is uh, a sceptic paranormal investigator, he's sent in to basically debunk people that are saying this place is haunted or there's a demon here or there's this or there's that. Um, he just goes to disprove it because he doesn't believe any of it. Um, but she ends up following him around, going to all these different cases and stuff. And it's it's kind of interesting if you like the esoteric and all that kind of weird stuff. Um, it's a nice, nice, nice listen. But it's back for its second series now, so check it out. The other, 
podcast that I'm really enjoying at the moment is uh, the New Yorkers Radio Hour. It was sort of it was um, it was sort of like a This American Life wannabe at start, but it's sort of found its feet now, and it's more in keeping with the rest of the stuff they put out. I mean, this week they had a really good little bit on uh, on the Koch brothers and stuff like that, which is really interesting, and I really like that that magazine format of uh, of podcasting is is really good. So that is if you're interested and and want something that's sort of slightly more stimulating than this sort of shit that we do um that then that might be uh that might be the way to go forward um because it is it's very good all right that'll do us then should we kill this fucking kill you <laughs> uh let's leave it on a slightly weird awkward silent note goodbye no you've you've no. got to do the got to do all the outro Seb. housekeeping mate right, housekeeping well, if you want to go to the website do that <laughs> what's, what's the address no what is the, you built it what is the address i can't believe you don't know the web i put in that many man hours yeah, it, to build that website it, i've got it bookmarked mate i don't need to know the address guess what do you think um, it is rule the roostpod.com no it's rtrpod.com okay jack says it every week yeah but i've tuned out by this point i'm tired and i you know i'm exhausted emotionally you know what we should you know what we should do jack we should let him do this bit and like unplug our microphone and go <laughs> shuffle off to die in a corner yeah. like he does so every week start fucking brushing our teeth in the back. i've never done that whilst we're recording I, whilst, I, when we have a chat at the end of it i've sometimes done that but what when you're like <laughs> shouting from the other room with that weird shuffling noise which you say is brushing your teeth but you know <laughs> He does it. He, he's a man who shuffles. He doesn't walk. I imagine the yeah. st- static electricity he gets walking around. It's like, you know, when you see a ghoul in like a Scooby Doo <laughs> film, that's what I imagine him to be. A that ghoul. is funny. Um, right. And, uh, well, we've done, the, we've done the website now. And, um, yeah, I'll do that. Bye. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. You're, never, you're, never, you're never doing it again. <laughs> Fucking hell.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.